0: a football game this weekend, and um, isn't it cool that we can let our pastor go and uh, enjoy his family? Amen. Amen. Yeah, give him a hand. We're taping this, so, you know, it'd be good if he could hear that. And yeah, This morning, I want to do. I forgot to do something last night. You know, if you do not have a Bible, you know, we want to give you one. The ushers have them. If you don't have it's going to be a gift from us. We're not going to charge you. And so if you see anybody from the Saturday night service walking around without a Bible, give them yours, because they didn't get one last night. They didn't tell them. So, amen? So, um, I get the the, the honor to uh, to bring the Word of God this morning, and um, it is an honor. And this morning, I'm going to talk to you, uh, you know, Keith set it up really well, we're going to be talking about attracting the favor of God to your finances, amen? You know, pastor's on, talking about the favor of God. And, um, you know, really, you know, it's not about what I say. It's not about what Tom says. You know, it's not about what the garden says. Really, it's about what what is the word of God to say about our finances? Amen. Amen. Are you guys ready for it this morning? Everybody say, I love Pastor Tom. There you go. So, you know, and really what we need to learn about, you know, we need to have, you know, you need to learn about finances. You need to have a budget. You need to do those things and, and get your finances in order. But really, we, what we need to learn is, God, show me your ways. God, show me your ways, and then I'm going to apply that to finances. I'm going to apply that to business. I'm going to apply that to my marriage. I'm going to apply that to my relationships. And so as we do this, you know, I'm really going to, what what we're trying to do is get you to shift from just thinking in the natural to thinking in the spiritual. Because when we give, when we tithe, when we sow, if we'll get an understanding, if you'll if you'll get into the Word of God and really understand that, you know, there is so much attached to that, the blessing that God wants to pour out on your life. You know what we're trying to see this morning is that you know we can sow in the natural, but we're going to reap in the supernatural. We can sow in the natural, and there's things tied to it in the supernatural. They will absolutely change your life. It'll change the way you think. Amen. That's what we need. We need to change the way we think. You know it says, and, and this is my, this Let's look in Psalms 25, verses 4 and 5. And this is the cry of my heart to God. God. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me all day long. We can put our hope and our trust in God. If we'll reach out our hand and say, God, take my hand and lead me down this path. God has carved a path out for your life. It's his, he created us, It's, it's his path. He knows what is good for you. He knows what is right for you. And so if we can just reach our hand up, man, we can have confidence that we can trust in God. This is what the uh, the uh, message says. You know, we got to read the message. I love the message. Show me how you work, God. School me in your way. Some of us need to be schooled. You ever been schooled? huh? I've been schooled. School's not always, when we say I'm going to school you, that does not always mean a good thing. You know what I'm saying? So God, school me. Where I'm screwing up you know, or where I think I got it. You know, like maybe you're, you know, I see guys on a basketball court and they're saying, yeah, I'm going to school you this time. You know, you think, yeah, I got it. And then he just goes by and, you know, you're like, oh, I can just see that God, you know, God, I got this. I know what's going on. But God, school me in your ways. Take me by the hand and lead me down the path of truth. You are my savior, aren't you? You know, and I I think when I see this, you are my savior, aren't you? To me, that's more of like a confidence thing than, you know, it's like you're my God, right? You know, you got my back, right, God? I mean that's the way I look at it when I read that. You got my back my back, God, don't you? If I'll do if I'll take you by the hand, you're gonna lead me down the path of truth. I know you are. I have confidence in you, God. You're my God. You know, and so we, we you know, we get born again and we get brought into a new kingdom, right? Old things pass away, behold all things have become new. But I think lots of times we like to take the old and bring it into the new. You know, this is a new kingdom. So maybe we need to get some new kingdom realities. Maybe we need to get some new kingdom principles. Maybe we need to get some new kingdom thoughts. Amen? Amen? I think that's what we need. It says, not earthly precepts, not natural, but supernatural precepts and principles. And that's what I want to talk about this morning is is supernatural precepts and principles. Uh, You know, eternal life, you know, eternal life, and we've heard this before, eternal life does not start when we get born again. Or, I mean, you know, it, it doesn't start when we die. It starts when we get born again. Amen? I got that right. Yeah. But, you know, it, and it does. And God's saying, you know, I've got, you know, I've got all this good stuff for you. You can start living it right now. And so my challenge to you is that, you know, maybe since we're, uh, you know, we, we've got to start living the new life like it's actually a new life. Let's lay down the old stuff. Let's pick up the new stuff. Huh? Let's change the way we think, the way we act. Let's, let's look at the Word of God and say, you know, this is what the Word of God says. I know that this is how I used to think, but this is how I want to think. God, I want, I want to think your ways. I want you to show me your ways. So God says in John ten ten, and we've all heard this, this scripture. It, it's, a, it's one of the, the scriptures that we hear in the house all the time. It says, the thief cometh not for to steal and kill and destroy. I am come. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Life more abundantly. That's not normal thinking. That's not normal thinking. That, that's, that, that's that's supernatural thinking. God has come that we would have life and have it more abundantly. The message says, I came so that they can have real and eternal life. More and better life than ever they ever dreamed of. I like to read it, more better life than they ever dreamed of. And one of the things I like about the message, in the message, you know, some of my favorite scriptures, it has dream in it, you know, and I'm a dreamer, you know, I have, I have big dreams, you know, God can do a seeding abundantly above all we ask or think, you know, more, you know, than our wildest dreams. And and I think about this sometimes I think, God, man, I got some pretty wild dreams. You know, there's some things that I want to accomplish with my life and and not for me, there's some things I want to accomplish that's going to impact this world, that's going to impact this community, that's going to impact the people that are around me. I want to live to give. I want to be a blessing to those around me. I have big dreams. And God says, you know what, I'm going to do things bigger than you can dream. You know, and over the last, you know, we get together and we pray. Uh, the guys get together on Thursday mornings, and, and we come in here and we sit. And, and, it's, and it's it's kind of funny to me when we come in here. There's usually about 15 to 20 guys, and we sit in like the first two chairs in the middle here all the way back, so we fill it up this way, so we kind of make a circle, and what we normally do is we come in and say, all right, man, what is God speaking to you? You know, what does God speak to you? Well, for a couple months now, i just, it's been like, it's the same thing for me. It's the same thing, and what I'm realizing is that <clears throat> it was leading up to this time, and it was leading up to, there, there's some stuff going on in the in the supernatural realm, and um what God was saying to me is, you know, what you've been doing in the past and what you've done to get you to to where you're at right now is not enough. It's not enough. We've heard pastors say before, you know, what brought us to this point is not enough to take us to where God wants us to be. And, And so in my relationship with him, you know, this is relational stuff. You know, finances are relational with God. It's relational stuff. And so God is saying, and I believe it's not just for me. I believe it's for everybody in the house. You know, what, whatever it is that got you here, the, the time that you spend with God, the, the things that you're sowing into the kingdom, the, whatever it is, all those things, we need to take it to another level. We need, if we want to move on, if we want to get higher, you know, it's not a new level of the life we're living. We've heard past that. It's a whole new lifestyle. God wants us to change the way that we live. God wants us to change our lifestyle. So let's talk about the, the, the laws. You know, we have natural laws, which are carnal laws, and we have spiritual laws, which supernatural laws. How many guys want some super on your natural? I want some super on my natural. Well, it's going to require changing from natural thinking to supernatural thinking, right? What God wants us to do is shifting from, shift from living a carnal life to living a supernatural supernatural life a spiritual life uh supernatural and spiritual life and there's a laws you know there's laws that apply to each one of those areas you know there's there's laws that apply to the natural there's laws that apply to the supernatural pastor talks about gravity i couldn't come up with a better one so i'm just going to use his stuff gravity you know gravity is at work in the room right now right or we'd all be stuck to the ceiling you know that'd be really weird it's it's happening right now and uh the natural realm, whether I believe the law or not, it doesn't matter. It's at work. There's some natural laws that whether you believe it or not, it's working right now. You know, gravity is at work. Whether you believe it or not really doesn't matter. You're stuck to the ground. That's good. Um, and, and also, what, this, is, this is what's cool, though. This, I never thought about this before. So the natural realm works for everybody the same. You know, the natural world is working. It doesn't matter if you're a follower of Christ or it doesn't. You know what? If if you put the natural laws, you know, you're living in natural laws. They're working for everybody. You know, whether you're a dummy or a genius, the natural laws are working for you. You know, that is not so in the supernatural. That is not how it works in natural. It is not just it's going to happen. It's just going to automatically happen to us. That ain't how it works. So let's look at, you know, Hebrews. So in Hebrews, you know, in in 11 verse 1, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But if you move down into verse 6, you know, so faith, faith is supernatural thinking, right? Faith is a supernatural thing. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We got to have some. We got to believe in the supernatural in order for the supernatural to work in our lives we got to begin to 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 think spiritual thoughts if we 're going to get the supernatural to be operating in our life. We want to get out of the natural into the supernatural isn't that what we want don't we want to see God move? Amen we want to see him move in the natural right and so we want to see him to move natural we want extraordinary things from God, but we don't want to think extraordinary thoughts you know we want extraordinary things for god but but we don't want to get into the word and actually you know, maybe the way I think about finances, maybe I'm not right. Maybe this tithing thing is real. Maybe the giving area—I—I I guarantee you, if if giving and you know tithing, offerings, bringing that stuff—if it's a—if it's an issue for you in your heart, it's only because you haven't got the mind of God on it. You haven't swi- clicked the switch on to realize that the tithing and giving is—it's spiritual. It's not. You know, we're, we want to move it out of the natural law because if we keep it in the natural, that's hard to understand. You know, that's not, you know, give and you're going to get, you know, more, you know, love and, you know, love your enemies and all that stuff. That's that's in the natural. That doesn't seem right. So we need to move it out of the carnal mind and over into the spiritual mind. And and we please God. God we want to please God and we please God by being led by the spirit. Romans eight fourteen it says, for as many are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We want to be sons of God. I want to be pleasing to my father. You know, we've been learning. Um, how many of you guys have been coming on Wednesday nights? Okay, look around people that aren't. No, I'm joking. Um, but I, I just want to, I want to give, I want to promote Wednesday evenings. Guys, there's a move of God going on in this house. And Wednesday night services, there's a whole new level of hunger, is what I think it is. There's, a, there's just a different feel. We've been through the bait of Satan. This is three or four times. Fourth time, four times. I've been through it like 35 times. And every time I I watch it, every time I see it, it it's like I watch it for the first time. It is every time. There's it's it's like there's something about it. It's and it's I think it's just for the place that this house is in that the message that's being brought there, it, it's for us. It's for this time. And so I encourage you to get here on Wednesday nights for the bait of Satan. I don't care if you've saw it four times. This Something's happening in the house on Wednesday nights. Something's happening. There's something happening in the house, and there's something happening in the house. And and we're going to see a move of God. We're seeing a move of God. And so be here on Wednesday nights. But um, John Bevere is, is teaching on it, and one of the things he 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 teaches on is there's two words there's technon and wheels technon is is the term for an immature son and so you know an immature son technon being a son by the fact of mere birth you know i have i have kids they're my kids because they were born you know kelly had a baby and i was the father and that's my kid right so if you if you tie that to salvation it's salvation you know what god is yeah angels rejoice when you get saved but at that point from then we we learn and we grow and we become mature and that becomes pleasing to God as we mature that means that we begin to understand the father we're in his word we begin to understand who the father is who God is and so really at that point we're really not living a life that's pleasing to God so so take a you know take a kid you know take a take a baby their baby their you know your kids growing up there's times where that child is not pleasing to you you love them but they're not pleasing. How about your teenagers? How many of you guys have teenagers? How many of you guys have been a teenager? Were you always pleasing to your family? Were you always pleasing to your father? I don't think so. And really, I know that some of the times Keith there will be some prayer after service today. You need to get in the prayer line. In fact, you've already just reach your hand over there and um but you know there was times, and when I look at it, really some of the worst times of my life in getting along with my parents was the, it was the lifestyle that I was living, and I think that that's that's what God's saying to us right now. You know, God wants He wants your heart, He wants your life to be, you know, He wants He wants to be your lifestyle. He wants you to become mature and be His lifestyle. He wants you to be to move over from technon over to to wheels. A mature son, one who can be identified as a son by de- displaying the character of the parent. I want to display the characters of my father. That's when I become pleasing to God. When, it, when I take his word, and I read it, and I look at it, and then I actually begin to do it, and I make it my lifestyle. I'm looking, I'm listening, I'm listening for the voice of God. I'm saying, God, you know, I, I want to imitate my father. When people see me, people that are around me, I want them to know that I'm a child of God, and I want—I don't want—I don't want to tell them. I want them to know it. I don't want to have to walk up to somebody and say, "Hi, I'm Todd. I'm a Christian," and they're like, "Whoa, really? That's interesting." And and you know, and sometimes it, I know some people that that's that's how they have to do it. And I don't want to be an immature son. I want to be a weos. I don't want to be a technon. Amen. So we we please God by growing into a son led by his spirit, living a lifestyle led by his spirit teaches us how to live a mature son. We can't just live any lifestyle we want and expect God's favor to be on it. And I think this is where sometimes where, you know, I see some people and, and it and it's in my life, too. It's not, you know, I'm preaching to the platform this morning. I'm, I'm sharing with myself, too, because this is stuff God's showing me and. And I'm getting more and more revelation on it every day, but but this is where I see, you know, there's there's Christians and there's there's guys that I have in my life and, and I see what that you know they're struggling in some areas in life and, and really what's happening is they're trying to bring spiritual principles over into the natural realm instead of moving out of the natural and into the spiritual. See they've come in and they're hearing the word of God and they're speaking that word of God, but their lifestyle isn't changing. According to the word of God, they're still trying to operate in the natural and expect spiritual results in that area of life. Amen. And and we see that often. And so in all of it, it's immaturity. It's just immaturity. We got to step out of the natural and move over into the things of God. And we do that by getting to understand his word. Amen. You know, and, and that brings the question. So how do we have a spiritual mind? You know, life is not led by carnality. It's led by spirit. A carnal mind separates us from the the lifestyle that pleases God. The spiritual mind connects us to the lifestyle that pleases God. You know, how do we get a spiritual mind? And it's by getting into the Word of God. It's by putting a measure of thought and study into the truth you hear. You know, do you take, do you get CDs? Do you take notes? Do you get, do you take the truth that you hear you know, our, our pastor brings some truth. Does he bring some truth? You know, he brings it and he lays it right out there on the table. Sometimes it's still bleeding. You know, it's a big old rare steak. I mean, it's there. But, you know, I think can lay on the table all day long. And you can look at it. You can smell it. You can see it. But, you know, until you dive into that thing and start tearing it up and make it your own. It's just a steak laying there on the table. He's, You have got to take what what's being taught you've got to take the word of god and and make it your own or it's not going to work you're just going to keep operating in the natural because you can't do it because i do it it's not going to work for you i mean there's some fruit of my life that's overflowing into my kids life there's some fruit of my life that's overflowing in to the guys that work for me like there's some there's some fruit that comes out of my life because i'm serving god and some of it overflows onto the people that are around you And so, yeah, they do get some of it, but like my guys, um, I pay them, okay? But it's up to them. If they want the favor of God on their finances, Chris has to honor God. Rod has to honor God. It's up to them to take what God has provided through me. My business has grown to where it's at because of my faithfulness to God and because I'm seeking God. It's overflowing into their lives, but now it's up to them to take what God has given them and to put it into work so that they can see the favor of God in their life. It's the same with the word of God. As the pastor brings the word of God, it comes into my life. Now I have the opportunity to take something. You know, I'm, it, the fruit of his life is overflowing into my life. The, God shows him some stuff. That when he brings the word, I do not see it the way he sees it a lot of the times. I've grown. It's taken, you know, I've been listening to him for 15 years. And there's still some times he looks at this. I'm thinking, how do you think like that? I don't get it. But well, So what I do is I take the way he's looked at and thought about it and, it, and I begin to tweak the way I think about looking at it and say, you know what, that makes sense. Or Sometimes it don't make sense, but I know that that's a God thought. And that's what we're required to do here in this house. You better take the truth that you hear, and you better make it your own so that you can have the favor of God flowing out of your life. Does our, Does it look like our pastor walks in favor? He walks in favor. I've never... Out of all the people I know, he always gets the best deal. He always gets the, it, it's always, it's like, gosh, I always pay full price. Why do you never pay full price? That's not cool. I love God. God doesn't love you more than he loves me. But you know what? It's it's the attitude. It's the way he approaches things. It's his trust in God. It's his faith in God. I want that. I want that. That means it's going to require me to spend the time that, you know, you know, It's going to require me to spend that time in the presence of God. It's the measure of thought and study I put into the truth so that I can be spiritually minded instead of carnally minded. Amen? Whew. Okay, let's take a break. You guys thirsty? Okay. So let's, um, let me see here. So we know that carnally minded is a state of mind. It's a mindset to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You want life and peace? Get out of the natural, and get into the spiritual because life is just The natural is just going to keep coming at you. You know, the natural life seems like it's getting, it's getting farther out there, man. The perimeters, the, the moral guidelines are like, man, they are out there. Are they not? They are out there. So, all we got to do to, you know, we're in the world, we're not of the world. We got to become spiritually minded so that we can continue to grow and move and not be drug in and, and, you know, caught up in that stuff. I mean, there's some stuff that I allow that that when my kids were growing up, it's like, man, and now I'm clear over here on this side. I'm thinking, what is, what is wrong with me? Why have I let carnality, you know, slip its foot in the door? You know, we've got to, man. We've got to be spiritually minded. We got to be on top of it. We got to be after it. We got to be man. We got to serve God with with some urgency, with some purpose, not just coast through. You know, this is a battle. We got to prepare. You know, last was last week. Pastor taught me, man, we got to prepare and we got to position ourselves in the word of God. If we're going to if we're going to thrive and live in this world that we're in, it's a crazy world. But man. We serve a crazy good God. So let's tap into that. So it says, uh, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without being spiritually minded, it's impossible. We can apply natural laws and get some good results. But if we're not living by faith, you're still not living the the life that would really please God for you. There are some natural principles. There are some people that are successful in business. You know, they're applying godly principles. All principles are, you know. The ones that work, those are godly principles. That we didn't think them up. These are things that God put in place. So there's some stuff you can do in the natural that it'll produce some good stuff in your life. But when you move over into the supernatural, it, it'll blow the door wide open. we got to renew our minds. It says in Romans 12, 2, in the New King James, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what Is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god Renew your mind. You know if we do not renew our mind To the word of god We can't prove anything We can't Prove what's good. We can't prove what's acceptable. We can't even know What the will of god is you can't know the will of god if you don't know god You can't know the will of god if you don't know the word We've got to renew our mind what, you know, what is a renewed mind? You know, it's a mind that's shifting from the natural to the supernatural, from the carnal mindset to the spiritual mindset. You know, this shift has to take place. It has to take place if we're going to continue to grow in God. You know, what, you know, what is my lifestyle, the style of life that I live outside of, of, of the church, what is it saying to the people around me? You know, and I'm concerned about that. I do care what people think about me. Not, you know, like, how do I look or, you know, or is my hair straight, you know? I mean, that's not really that big of a concern, not that I have a lot of hair up there. But so it's really easy. It's really manageable. Um, I used to have really long hair. A lot of people have seen me with long hair. And, man, that now they think back, man, that was a lot of work. It was kind of like being a woman, man. I mean, they're fixing my hair, you know, come to church. And it was like, wow. But, you know what? When people look at you, do they look and say, man... There's something different about that person. Man, they've got the favor of God on their life. Or do they look at you and go, man, crap, what a mess. You know, these, and this was always, growing up, this was always my challenge. This was my challenge on, on serving God as I saw all these people that were coming to church on Sunday. and And then when I saw them outside of the church, there was nothing different. And so it was like. Why do I need, man, Sunday's a good day to go ride my motorcycle, go ride my dirt bike. Why Why do we get up and go to church? You know, this was like, my mom made me go. I was a drug baby. My mama drugged me to church every time the door was open. And um, But I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I could not figure it out. Because I'm like, what's the point? If your life is no different than mine, what are you coming to church for? And it took years, and it, and it kept me separated from God because I was looking at people who said they love God and said that they know God, and their life sucked. So I could not see, and I don't want that. Don't you want, when, when people see you, when you talk to others, don't you want your life just to scream the favor of God? I just want it to scream, man, he has the favor of God. The only way that that's going to happen is if I know who God is. Hebrews 116 6, we're going to look at it again. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe. He must believe. He must believe. Do you want supernatural laws to operate in your life? You have to believe. Natural laws, I don't have to believe in gravity. I can stand here all day long and say, I do not believe in it. I'm still standing here. Spiritual laws, it is not so. If you don't believe in it and and... And begin to understand it and get a grasp of it and, and think supernatural thoughts. Think God thoughts. It will not work for you. It is not so in the supernatural. Belief is key. He must believe that he is. We must believe. We must believe. We got to start with some belief. that in that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God has promised us if he, we will seek him, we will find him. So if there's an area of life that you do not agree with the word of God, you have not sought him because you will find him and you will get the answers that you need. We must believe. We must believe. We must believe. Natural laws, they work whether we believe it or not. Let's look in, um, you know, this is how spiritual laws work. Be it unto you according to your faith. Be it unto you. We know who said that right? Be it unto you according to your faith. In the spiritual realm, it's be it unto you according to your faith. Well God said that you have the faith.'ve He's given you a measure of faith, but it's still our job to walk in it. It's our job to connect to it. It's our, he's given it to us. It, it says in Peter, I've given you everything that you need to succeed in life and in godliness. life in the natural, godliness night, life in the supernatural. He's he's got it. It's all in you to live in this world and not of this world. It's in you to live a life that's that's above and not beneath, you know it, it to live a God life. Let's look at Matthew 9, 27 through 29. In the King James Version. And when I read this, I think this is why I have a hard time with the King James Version, but it says something good. It says, and when Jesus departed thence. Thence two two blind men followed him crying and saying thou son of david have mercy on us And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him and jesus said unto them Believe ye that I am able to do this So what did they have to do first? If they wanted a supernatural move of god in their life, what did they have to do? They had to believe it if you want a supernatural move of god in your finances, you better believe that there's a way to do that you better believe that that there's a way that that happens. You've got to believe it. And then what did he say to them? He touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Guys, we can move this into the financial realm of our life. Be it unto you. It, it works. The supernatural principles, are they work in every different arena of life. It's the same. Really, a lot of times, it's hard to get up here and share about tithing and giving because it's every arena of our life when we move into the supernatural it it it's supernatural if we don't believe it doesn't work it doesn't work because someone else did it it's based on our relationship to god see all the supernatural it's a bit it's the supernatural that's operating in your life is not based on what i do the supernatural that's operating in your life Depends on what is your relationship with God. So, you know, we may think that we're hiding, that people really don't know what our relationship with God is like. But I'm telling you, what your relationship with God is like is it's all over your life. And I'm not saying that we don't struggle. There's you know, there, I'm not saying that we that there's times where we're we're growing and learning. But then then there's just some obvious place in your life where you are not. You ain't in alignment with the Word of God, or your life would not be like this. There's just some stuff you need to do. You just need to believe and, and let God begin to change the way that you think. Amen? Oh, we need to do some calisthenics or something. Belief is an action. We don't just say we believe and it happens. When we say we believe, then we act. See, act. You know, Pastor talks about walking with God. He's talking about walking with God. Just believing is not walking with God. Action is walking with God. When God came down into the garden, he walked with them. We got to walk with God. Belief is not walking with God. Acting is walking with God. Being in the presence of God, this is where the favor of God is. You want the favor of God in your life? Maybe you ought to hang out with God. Maybe you ought to hang out with God. We can do it all day long. We can still do our jobs, and we can still do the things that we got to do. And, but you can hang out in the presence of God as you do it all day long. Amen? Your actions, your actions, your lifestyle begin to line up with what you say and believe. It's no longer just words that you say. It's a demonstration of belief. We need to demonstrate what we believe. A lot of times we come in and we say, if we say, I believe three times about one thing, then it's so. You know, when I begin to put action into it, when I begin to change my lifestyle, that's when it becomes so. And something else, you know, in here, you know, there's a phrase that we say in here all the time. Pastor, you know, he must have maybe he coined this phrase. I don't know. It says when God, uh, when we do what God says, he produces what he promised every single time. We mean it. Absolutely mean it. It's not just a cute Christian thing to say in church if we will do what the word of god says he will produce what he promised every single time it's a reality it is a reality and i know when i when 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 stuff is not being produced in my life it's like i do not blame it on god i do not blame it on you i do not blame it on anybody else there's what something that god is in me. It's like you are responsible and this is something I've, I've instilled in my children you are responsible for what you do no matter what anybody else says or does in any situation doesn't matter what they do to you doesn't matter what you are responsible for how you act you are responsible for what you do we are responsible for our walk with god we are responsible we it, it's up to us to tap into what to what uh to what God has so we need to get in the word get the word in us let it transform us not just inform us. See, a lot of times we come in and we want we we study, you know, where we read the word. So we're letting it inform us. But are we letting it transform us? And when to be transformed, that means that we're going to do stuff differently. Right. Because it's going to transform us. So it's going to transform the way we think. When we are in the spirit, it doesn't mean that the natural laws don't exist. It means that there are other laws at work and those laws are higher or higher laws. You know, and, and so we're just going to use another one of pastors' analogies. You know, we got the power of gravity, but we got the, the power of aerodynamics, right? That law, aerodynamics, what does he say? Supersedes. It's not a word I normally say, so you know this is pastor stuff. It supersedes the law of gravity, you know, aerodynamics. But you know what? Step out of that plane while it's up there and see how fast the law of gravity takes back over. Let's see how fast that happens. How about in the spiritual you're walking in the spirit step out of the spirit and watch how fast carnality can show up Mess with my family and watch how hard it is for me to stay in the in the in the supernatural man I'm going to step right over into the carnal right so I got this little story I need to tell you some of you already know it so here it's been about it's been a year ago now that I realize it and what's cool is it? I didn't get out of the carnal, but I mean, kind of. I didn't get out of the natural, I mean, I was in the natural, but I wasn't like bad, like I would have been like in times past, but. So Kelly and I are cruising down the road, we're out here on 240, we're in between Edison and and Columbia Center driving. There was this little white car and it's going really slow. And uh, and I'm in, and that time I was in my my black truck and, and you know, my black truck like was really, really loud. And it was, like, really, really smoked really good. So when you pass people, if you push on the gas, a big old cloud of smoke would come out. And they'd have to drive through it. Okay, I did not do that. I was being spiritual. But I went around this guy. My truck's loud, so I don't know if he thought that I was, like, being aggressive. I'm not an aggressive driver or anything. But as I passed him and got over in front of him, and you got something you need to say? <laughs> Chris, Chris works on all my trucks. And he's always like, you need to stop doing that. <laughs> And, uh, uh, but I like big clouds of black smoke. Um, so I pass him and I get over in front of him and, and he proceeds to give me some sign language, you know, he's in, and I can see his mouth moving, his mouth's moving and he's, you know, he's talking and he's throwing signs and, and I wave to him, you know, that always makes people really happy, you know, overcome evil by being good. I was being good. Hi. And, uh, and he just keeps going. He's going, you know, he's giving me the finger to pull over. So I just pull over. nice pull over right before the exit. And he, and he pulls over. And so I just get right out of my truck and turn my hat around and start walking back right towards his car. Well, and he's what I don't think he's expecting this. So he kind of gets out of his car, but he's standing behind his door. And as I'm walking up there, he's, he's calling me a few choice words and names. And I'm like, I was talking to him. I'm like, you know, what, what's going on? What's the big deal? And I get close enough to where he can see who I am. And all of a sudden, his hand goes out. And his countenance changes. And he goes, I'm sorry. And he shook my hand. You know, I, I, I'm like, what? You know, it, was just, it was really odd. And he shakes my hand and says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that, yada, yada, yada. And then what I realized as I looked at him is that the week before, I had preached in here. And this guy, it was his first time ever coming to this church. <laughs> and I had stood, and he sat right there. And, and we were, had been talking about Trunk or treat. And he wanted to be involved in trunk or treat, but he was a truck driver, and so he's like, you know, what? I I might have to I won't get into town in time to, to, to to set up a trunk, but I'd like to help. Can I help you guys? I'm like, yeah, you can come and help and clean up. You can come and so I'd had a conversation with this guy, man. I had shook his hand, met him, and and it was just the prior of the week before. Well, he was in. I'm sure he was in shock when he realized who I was, uh, you know, because I had a hat on and all that stuff, and so, it to me it was just really uh. An eye opener to how I was so glad that I did not say something I shouldn't have. You just do not even know, and really, and it re- it really it's not in me. You know, last night somebody said something. You know, I, I cut my head here the other night, and I'm walking through the the pantry, and somebody had left the door open, and I couldn't see the door, and wham, and he's like, "Boy, I bet some cuss words come out then." I'm like, "You know what? They really didn't, because they're not in here." You know, when 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 things happen to me in the natural now. Natural things don't come out because, man, I'm trying to fill myself with the supernatural ways of God. I'm trying to fill myself with the supernatural thoughts of God. I bet that guy wish that he would have been a little more full of the supernatural because he's come a few times. It's been like four times in the last year. And, man, I make sure I run over there and shake his hand because he, I don't think he knows. If I know, I've never asked him about it, but it's just kind of a fun thing for me. You know, Lene <laughs> always comes over. I think he's here. And I'm like, yeah, I shook his hand. <laughs> so, anyhow. That's our fun, and um, but guys, you know, it, it's tough. This is not something that that it, man. It is so easy to switch out of the natural, or, or switch out of the supernatural and step right over into the the carnal way of dealing with stuff. But God's man, God's saying, come on. There's some stuff to attached to spiritual, spiritual thinking, that's going to produce some great things in your life. Um. Gosh, I better hurry! Up. Oh, I made it through four pages today. Um, so let's just go to the, the spirit. In the spirit, and, and what I want you to see is that as you sow you some things in the natural, if you if you'll change the way you think and change the way you believe, that you're going to really see some things that are attached to it in the supernatural realm of life. That that um, sowing. You know, we sow. You know, as we begin to sow and as we begin, yeah, you know, man, health. All of a sudden health starts, you know, we're getting the mind of Christ. Man, all of a sudden we start getting healthier, you know, so God brings health and healing into our life. Well, that's connected directly to your finances. You ain't paying for doctor bills no more. You ain't paying for medication no more. It directly correlates to your finances. You know, as I seek God, now we get some some we make some business connections that or, or some come up with some creative ideas that maybe we didn't see happening in the natural. But because we're listening to the voice of God and we're seeking God, he's, and, and as we're walking his path, see, God has a path for you, so I'm going to reach up and take God's hand. I'm going to think supernatural thoughts. I'm going to do life God's way. I reach my hand. Man, he guides me over to the people that I need to see. He guides me over to the opportunities that are going to be in my life. It directly correlates back over to my finances because I'm trusting and serving God. I'm looking for him. I'm looking for God's ways. It It correlates. All these things, my relationship, it, it correlates. Finances are such, uh, man. It, it's it's our. How do you say it without it being natural way of saying it? You know, it's it's important to us. I remember what it was like to live paycheck to paycheck and there not be enough. I remember those times. I don't want to live there no more. I want to do life God's way. I want to grow. I want to move. I want the favor of God to be on my finances. Amen. So the, in the spirit, we're going to sow one thing and reap something else. Why? Because the supernatural is not limited to the natural. In the natural, we get what we sow. In the supernatural, it's wide open. You know, in the natural, I sow a wheat seed, I harvest wheat. Sow a grass seed, harvest grass. Some of you guys need to quit harvesting grass. If You know what I mean? You know, it's just a joke. When we are seeking the Lord... Doing what's right, he's going to make it rain what's right for our circumstances. Because we sow what's right in the eyes, in his eyes, he reigns what's right for us. As I sow in righteousness, how do we sow in righteousness? Right, what's righteous? God's way of doing and being right. We're sowing God's way. When we sow God's way, he reigns what we need. He knows what we need. We know what we want. He knows what we need. And he begins to reign what's gonna bless our lives. When we do it his way, we get God results. Amen. When we do it our way, we reap the seeds that we sow. I wanna reap more. I want to reap it in the supernatural way, not in my own way. Amen? You know, and and when I'm sowing, you know, and and when we move this over into the, the tithing and the and the in the giving realm, you know, really what we're doing is is tithing. Keith, Keith, he talked about it already this morning. Tithing, what we're learning, man, tithing is honoring God. That's what it is. And if we would come at finances from the mindset, you know what? It's all God's. It's all God's. He created all this. He created us all. Our money's not our money.